Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to Rise of Salai, a Avatar Legends actual play using the rules by Magpie Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and joining me are three lovely individuals who will meet right now, because I have no announcements, because I really want to get into play. So, uh, Matthew, if you want to start us off. Hello everyone, my name is Matthew. I play Avatar Salai, who is a female firebender from the Sun Warriors. Uh, Techno. Hi everyone, I'm Techno and I am playing um, Lin Zhao. She is a firebender as well and uh, she is uh, joining the Avatar on her journey and trying to be an artist and well, we'll see how that goes. I mean, the spirit kind of did like your drawings last time, so... This is true. This is true. true. You have one like, yay! So maybe the problem is more self-confidence than it is artistic ability. Although that's up there too. You know, there's there's <laughs> definitely a lack of of artistic ability. GM note: Put Lin Zhao in art class. Got it. All right. Uh, last but not least, Bean, what do you got going on? Hello, I'm Bean Goblin, and I'm playing Tori Bichi, a um, airbender. A nomadic scholar and i'm traveling with the avatar mainly to learn from them mainly to teach them but also to annoy the heck out of these two also we will say that bean is feeling a little under the weather so if we do end early today for the sake of bean's health just be aware of that fact we're gonna press on as long as we can so uh we don't have an intro video done yet because i just keep forgetting to have people do assets for it but that's okay we'll just go ahead and go forward so where we last left off with this intrepid group is you all were on your way to tin city and tin city is where warlord Izon is stationed or at least that's where he claims his throne more or less and the reason you're going to confront warlord Izon is for a couple reasons uh one uh he kind of poisoned shinti village or at least his bandits did. And he's also been more or less burning the crops of nearby villages, press ganging village people into his service, generally not being a, a good person, hence the title Warlord. Um, you also are aware that the Tin City is... I'm trying to think. I don't think anyone here has been to Tin City, so this would be the first time any of you have seen it. So I think that's where we're going to open up, actually, is you kind of crest over a hill and what you see before you is a sprawling uh, assembly of uh, uh, what could be a fire city or a fire nation or fire island settlement that actually might rival that of the Sun Warriors capital city. And that alone might be enough to startle Salai because Salai, you're from the uh, fire warriors or Sun Warriors City of Guchang, which is the shining jewel of the Fire Islands right now. But what you're seeing is you're seeing that the architecture is very well done. You know, it looks like this place could take on a typhoon or a hurricane pretty well. Um, it does back up to a port, so it's kind of in a cove that has ships coming in and out. Um, you see that there are people moving about. It's not a very warlike city. Like maybe you were expecting to see, you know, like turrets and parapets and, you know, all sorts of defensive structures, but there's not even a wall per se. It's just kind of, you have these little watchtowers at points where you would enter the city, 
but there's not a clear definition of where the city begins and ends because there's sort of buildings that come out to what would we we would describe as the suburbs if that makes sense um what you are seeing though is that it again is a bustling city you see people moving about you see or at least on the wind you would hear the whisperings of what might be general fanfare and general good tidings um and if you look really really carefully you'd see that there are uh bandits or i guess soldiers in this instance wearing warlord izan's colors just moving about the crowds and on those little watchtowers, but everything seems to be at peace. Everything seems to be strangely normal. So I'm gonna uh, stop my cart, well, stop it and then, like, just slow it down and go into, like, this crest off the road so we can still oversee the city, but we're not, like, in any major fireware or traffic and a little bit secluded from anywhere else and just sit and watch the city until the other two catch up. Okay. I think probably Salai and uh, Lin uh, pull up behind them on uh, Kemi, the uh, eel hound that has accompanied Salai throughout most of her life. Uh, Salai sort of deftly, nimbly uh, dismounts and uh, offers a hand to, uh, to Lin if she takes it. And yeah, she would she would take it. Uh, she's still not quite used to riding on the back of a giant eelhound. She's you know she's ridden on other cavalry beasts before, but nothing like like a kemi. So she'd take the hand and uh, be helped down from the saddle. I didn't expect it to be so normal. Well. It, oh, that words. Um, appearances can be deceiving. So I think we should discuss our plan forward. And I pull out some scrap paper and various things which have had notes on them and been scribbled out, but enough that we can draw and other such things. I've had three general ideas and we can, you know, input other ideas and plans and modify them. But I got three of them based off what I believe our strengths would be. So first one, I, I turn to Lynn, which I believe that you two would be appreciative of, since this is such a big place that any form of open aggression would be deemed very silly, is Operation Sneaky. And I just like draw like this, like uh, three cloak figures. And the idea is that we keep away from the main thoroughfares. We sneak into the city, we try to disguise ourselves, we make sure we're not spotted at all to gather information. We, if any of us are seen in the city, uh, especially you, Avatar Sly, it would gather a lot of attention. On the opposite of that, I go with the, the, the Avatar plan, which is the Avatars visiting the city, which would mean that you would gather a lot of attention which means a lot of attention would be drawn from me and Lin. So the idea of this plan is to use the facts that you are the avatar to our advantage, use you as a big spectacle. The other one is the traveling merchant uh, entertainer's rights. We disguise ourselves not in shady, you know, shady uh, disguises. We disguise ourselves with masks and festive things, and just basically look like we are here to sell goods, here to entertain, and use our bending to, to performances, 
and in those performances, maybe garner some information by talking to the people in the crowd. Those are my three main ideas. But like, you know, if anybody has any additional ideas or plans, I just like pass the charcoal to both of you so that you can add or subtract from any of this. And I've also done little drawings, like little festive masks and like um, a small doodle of Salai with like a gigantic radiant circle around her and us just sneaking in the background as little two little stick figures. I, I am both <clears throat> impressed by the artistry and she sort of gestures towards this almost caricature, I assume, of Salai with that radiant halo <laughs> or areola around her. And yeah. uh, it says, but... Um, I, I want to think that Salai just has a, a frowny face on, though, despite <laughs> that. I, I draw a fight, frowny face on. <laughs> well, I was going to say it, it seemed a little bit like reification, but um, I think that, that balances it out. <laughs> <laughs> Big halo, frowny face. I, I, I know you're not like this on the normal and you don't normally want to capitalize on it but in this situation it may be a benefit to be an impressive religious figure now if you don't want to do it then we can come up with another plan but be when all of the guards all of the officials everyone is going to be oh my gosh the avatar just popped up we have to put our best show on all of the illusions and fanfare are going to be aimed at you. And only you. That means we will be able to have a look at the cracks. Because they wouldn't want the Avatar to find I, I, where stuff I'm, is. I'm still confused as to plan C here. And she points to the little charcoal drawing, everybody doing like little fire-bending dances. Well, and you see, blue. if you think about us using Avalar's Salai to knock elbows with the, the higher-ups. This is... The plan is to knock elbows with the people on the ground. The common-day soldiers, the workers. Okay, no, 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 no. I I, I, I get the, the, the point. Just... We've not practiced anything. We've not done any kind of, like, rehearsal. We've not yeah. got costumes we've not i got costumes i just pull out costumes out of my <laughs> where did you get those and that's I've not important no okay sure look but you you're saying wow them with our fight with our with our bending abilities and our acrobatics and whatnot yeah. like but doing what acrobatics oh. and bending yeah it's self self-explanatory no, yeah, but you need you... i mean we can do some some training I'm not saying that we can't all make up a routine. The city is right there. Yes. There's nothing stopping us going a little bit back and then forming a routine. No, I'm just suggesting that maybe this would have been a conversation <laughs> to have like three days ago. I, I, I'm I, sorry, I've been a bit under the weather. I've already just uh, thought of it. I okay? know, I know. I, but we, we also have a Kemi and she gestures over at a Kemi and uh, she is incredibly well-trained. She could perform some tricks. And the Kemi gets on her hind legs and just starts dancing. Yeah, there we go. I have more gestures now. It's a very rare eelhound that can dance on its hind legs. And when did you teach her that? She's self-taught. So. Okay. And you know, you 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 can just 
turn your excellent martial skills into excellent display skills. Dance and combat are quite closely aligned. Okay, no. So, to, to clarify, I have no issue with any of our individual abilities to do things. Mm -hmm. It's more oh. the group activity that I feel I, like we'd be I lacking. Mean, we don't have to do a group activity, because the idea is that we would cycle out. So we're always providing entertainment, and the other two are garnishing information from people who are watching us. Oh. Now, more shady versions of by people would use this opportunity to pickpocket but when people are entertained maybe some of the adults have been drinking that sort of thing they're loose the lips are looser and like you know you can gain a lot of information of people and i've never done this before ever don't 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 ask yeah me i was about, about to i was literally about to say you seem well versed in this don't don't worry about it I kind of do, because now I feel like you have been pickpocketing people while doing nope. this kind of thing. No, nope, no, 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 I haven't been pickpocketing, and I told you not to worry about it. <laughs> just, just, you know, just, just, maybe, maybe gathering information for, like, you know, bounty hunting and mercenary work for my family when I was still with my family and instead of traveling on my own, and then uh, using the mercenary work? Uh, well, yes, the, the Earth Kingdom's a big place that beats mercenaries sometimes. My fam- the, 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 the Michi have to eat somehow, and sometimes being entertainer is not enough. I'm, I'm just surprised that there's this close kinship between your family history and Lin's. I mean... It's, I know that you're not mercenaries, but... I, I mean, a... I was about to take some manner of offense at that, actually. Like, we're a proud... I mean, I was about to say mercenary I, I... nation, but that's 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 just what you... I, my people are proud as well. I feel like we're ways. getting way off point here. And... Okay. <laughs> and Lynn just sort of puts her head in her hands for a minute and just runs her hands down her face. Okay, I think we should be looking at this like a military operation, and I okay, think that's why we had the first one because I don't mm -hmm. think a frontal strike is a good idea, and sneaky, sneaky, like nonsense. Yeah, yeah but, but 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 my point is, okay, we don't have an objective with any of these plans. We have plans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair. Understandable. But there's no objective to them. So I'm gonna just put objective on one side. And I just like put one, two, and three. Okay, so the first objective is to like save the people, right? Sa save which people? Save them from what? Uh... We need. We need. If we're gonna do that, and she's like, Lynn is getting fully into like a military sort of like uh, persona at this point. She's like, save them from what? Save who? We need to. We need to. We need save the people. We need specific objectives if we're going to achieve anything here. And I'm I'm confused as to what what your Okay, no. So, save the people. Which people? The people being poisoned, I'm, I'm, I am presuming. Uh, the well, people that... being held hostage. Hostage, yes. Okay. In order to secure the compliance of their respective villages. Yes. So, kind of a two for one there. Okay, we're good. Um, 
So save the people is objective one, right? We can we can elaborate on that point. Well, I think that would have to be about objective three because I, it would I think require several yeah. other objectives to be met in order to uh, okay. enable us to we secure. Can, we that can prioritize our objectives once we know what they are. Yes. Right. And okay. So I'm going to write them appropriately. I'm going to write down the objectives as we think of them, and then reorder them when necessary. Right. Right. So save the people. As such, we need to find the people. Right. Yeah. Logical. Find the people. Well, what? we don't know what. I just pointed the city. Where in the city are they? Are they in the city? I, I, wait, yes. I'm. Right, okay, so. Hmm. A city is a big place, though. <sighs> yeah, Evidently. She, yeah. She's right. I mean, they could be held in some sort of other I, location I, well I just outside point, the city. I just pointed oh, okay. to the city in general. It's just like, anywhere here. <laughs> so. Objective, I'll say one, but I don't mean one in, numer in I mean one in a numerical sense, not in a priority order. Okay. Objective one is to save the people that have been yep. taken hostage. Yeah. Objective two is to find the people that have been taken hostage. Yeah. What about the pink death rock? Are we going to be investigate pink death rock? Yes. Um. All right, there's, yeah, also, there's there's also the the warlord. Are we going to, uh, especially if we go with plan two, which is yes. look the avatars here, are we going to engage with the warlord in some way and bring any of this to his attention, or suggest that we know what's going on, or I think if we interact with the warlord at the moment. We should do it as neutrally as possible until we have enough information. <laughs> also, I like evil steers. We have one objective. <laughs> we have two objectives. That's why I'm snickering uh, off to the side here. <laughs> oh, we've lost Bane. <laughs> Salai just sort of like as this is going on looks down towards the city sees the uh, the flow of foot traffic moving in and out uh, the the relatively undefended civilian infrastructure of this the city itself look at what Izon has achieved here though it is not what he's achieved but the methods he have achieved it with do we know those methods we know how he accumulates more territory for himself, but I see no guards in the city, at least nothing unusual. I don't see visible signs of oppression. Yes, the oppression isn't here. There's no point of impression his heartland, his people. But people that he is bringing under his sway shall be ruled for fear. But if we disrupt what's going on in this city, then will all these people be cast into chaos? That, I think, is another objective. We need to... Cast she seems chaos, and she writes it down bit... on the list. <laughs> I, uh, put, put a question mark next to that. She puts a question mark next to it. Thank you. Uh, we need to find out if we should intervene and to what degree 
I, especially with the fact that he is using, well, we have dubbed Pink Death Rocks um, as some sort of spiritual poison. He is tampering with forces which may be in his comprehension, may not be in his comprehension, but he has decided to anger spirits which could have lasting long-term effects. He may be thinking very short-term. And we might do the same if we depose the rightful ruler of this entire city for achieving our own expedient ends. Okay. So, what would you suggest, then? I don't know what I'm suggesting, but you yourself have encouraged me to look for solutions beyond the obvious, beyond the straightforward, and I'm trying to do that. If... And it, she just sort of leans over to Lynn. Am I, am I doing it well, or is this... I mean, you're not doing it bad. It's just... if I think, you, I think actually you might be onto something. What's the one thing they wouldn't expect us to do? Go this diplomatically? Negotiate? No, that's the one thing we don't expect that we're going to do. Right, so I, I just had a thought, right? How, yeah. Like, if he's on... At the moment, he is able to maintain this, right? I point to the general city. And I think his idea is that if he does a lot of bad things, he could justifiably take over the nearby area and spread, even though he caused, he burns the, the, the countryside, but then replants it with his image. So in, in his eyes, even though he is doing a great evil, he's doing an even greater good, right? But what uh, if we could convince him that he didn't need to do that great evil to do the great good? I think we're relying on too many assumptions. As you said, yeah. we need information before we can make any decision as to what our final objectives actually are. Okay. If it helps okay. this in any way, you would hear the sound of a cart approaching from behind you. So not coming from the city, going towards the city. And if you do look behind you, you do see coming along the same path, you do see what appears to be a traveling troupe of performers of some kind. That is most fortuitous. Huh. Do I recognize any symbology on the performers? That's a good question. Uh, why? Because it's been a while. Why don't you go ahead and roll me and assess the situation? So roll with creativity. Which is totally your power stat. <laughs> Roll! Hey, hey, you actually got a hit, nice. so you get to ask me one question and I will answer truthfully. Uh, I didn't think that far. <laughs> um, Why am I, I not surprised? Do I recognize where these like performers come from? Are they like Fire, fire, uh, fire Nations? Are they uh, local to the area? Are they from distant lands, that sort of thing. Well, I will tell you truthfully that they are wearing Earth Nation colors, and interestingly, since you are an Air Nation nomad and you have been around the block as per se, you would recognize that the symbology on their Earth Nation colors does belong to Ba Sing Se. 
Uh, do I recognize the name of the troop, or are they just like a troop from Barsing, say? Uh, I would say Dwight that Fandel. you don't know the name of the troop per se, okay. but you would recognize they are from Bossing Say. I, I just look at amazement for a little bit and then shake my head. That that's a troop all the way from Bossing Say. Why are entertainers all the way from Bossing Say over here? To, to, to entertain people. True. Right. But like, okay. That seems like a, either. They're being lured by something, or they have been paid a lot to get here. I think you're being like, overly suspicious. Well, no, no, it's like, right, so traveling traveling entertainers that aren't recognizable could end up anywhere, right? But if you're from, like, a major city, the only reason you would leave the major city and your main income is because there's a better income over here. Like, there's a coronation, or, like, a wedding. Or, you know, a party or something like that. It doesn't have to be suspicious. It's just like, what major event is happening down there that is attracting entertainers from as far flung areas as Barsing Say? Halfway through that excursus, uh, Salai sort of like starts turning away and she delves into one of the various different sacks that's sitting on your, uh, uh, your cart <laughs> and begins yeah. like rummaging through it. And she just like, starting to toss things over her shoulder. Wait, hey, some of that's valuable in that. Well, I, I need a mask. Is if they're fun? from Bossing Say, they might... I, I've trained in Bossing Say. I've trained in the Earth Kingdom. Somebody there might recognize me. Okay, yeah, I'll pass you a mask. This is insufficiently festive if we're going to go with plan three. Uh... I, oh, like, so imagine the mask for flavor is actually like one of those jester masks, but it's like crying tears in the anime style. So it's just it's two strips of blue coming down uh, across rosy red cheeks. What sort of festive are you going for? Not this. <laughs> well, you did throw my mask out live, so I was not prepared. What sort of mask do you want? I have various. I have ways to sell. <laughs> Something that is energetic. Energetic. All right. Yes. So, a lion mask? Kami doesn't really like lions. She has a history with lions. Oh. You mean, you mean moose lions, right? Yes, that, that, is, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I have a tiger deer mask. I have. A... Oh, no, not that. <laughs> yeah, I have a scorpion <clears throat> badger. Oh, no, I scorpion badger you... will do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and just in time, because the moment you get the scorpion badger mask on, the uh, bossing say troop is within earshot, and uh, the lead of them goes, "Oh there, hello. My, hello I have there. a moment of your time. Certainly." And uh, they come right up to you, stop their carts. And what I would say is that you notice there are two individuals that are approaching you. Uh, one is a woman. She looks to be in her early 20s. Uh, she has very long black hair. Again, she is wearing bossing say colors, so lots of earthy tones, browns, yellows, a little bit of greenery. Um, and then the one accompanying her is a gentleman, looks to be a little younger. Uh, maybe, you know, upper teens, if I had to put a number on it. Uh, he is very well built, and his <laughs> vest is um, barely containing his pecs, is how I would put it. So this is, he's obviously the strong man. No, you know, no doubts about it. 
Um, behind them on the carts themselves are two more individuals. Both of them look to be uh, maybe in their early teens, uh, still wearing the bossing say colors. But you're seeing a variety of weapons. You're seeing a variety of animals. In fact, you think you see what could be an emu rabbit in one of the cages. <laughs> and what sort of what? How does the emu rabbit look? Like, you know, yeah, for the for, you know, for the for the people at home that maybe uh, haven't seen an emu an emu rabbit. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. So I'd like you to imagine, you know, your standard rabbit. You know, it's kind of just big block of fluff and big, you know, big pointy ears. Now imagine that with an emu's neck and an emu's wings and just make it a little bit bigger. And also at the end of the neck is not a rabbit's kind of cute little chompers. It's the emu beak. So it actually looks kind of terrifying. And in fact, it's eyes, it's blood red eyes. When they look at you, you feel as if you're staring into the soul of hell itself. Ah, yes, an emu rabbit. Truly some of the most dangerous things. I hope they don't have a breeding bear. Because they are an evasive species. The most terrifying beast of war. <laughs> and she sort of like reaches out a hand and begins smoothing it down Akemi's side. Don't worry, it's caged. <laughs> Emmy shrinks back as if they're still not safe. Like, this is still not safe. What are you doing? We need this to not unnatural. be here. We're in danger zone. If it strikes now, I can't run. They are surprisingly tasty, though. Don't say that in front of it. I'm not saying it. It thinks the it. same thing about you, you know. I know yeah. that's the, their, their, their dangerous game. Let's just say that. Okay. That's the cool. person that tried to hunt tiger deer last week. They take a really long time to pluck. <laughs> Wait, you've hunted one before? Of course. And survived? I'm here, aren't I? Are any of us here? And <laughs> I, I'm questioning reality right now. <laughs> no, yeah, point, you know, it was the, uh... the standard standard training. You know, when you're three years old, you get thrown out into the forest around the city, and you have to sort of fend for yourself. You know, standard but... training. I feel like we're getting off topic. Standard training for your people. No. How is your people alive? Well, a lot of them aren't. Only the strong survive. That's how it works. We've we've discussed this. Uh, not not all Fire Nation uh, cultures are the same, though. No, a lot of them are a lot weaker. Yes. So at this point, the two approaching you have stopped and are just listening, and they look at one another and go, "Well, they're interesting." And the woman kind of coughs pointedly to get everybody's attention. Goes, <clears throat> "Hello, hello." I'm sorry. Um, Play me oh, my good Hotman. Salutations. I'm sorry, Hotman. That, that's oh, that's fire, fire. It's, that's fine. It's Fire Nation for hello. I was being friendly. Oh. I'm sorry, we haven't been in the Fire Islands long. We'll, uh, we're still learning the, the local customs, as it were. So, Flamio Hotman. Okay, I'll remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I am Jacko, uh, J-A-K-A-O. And this is my uh, good brother, Oconi, O-K-O-N-I. And uh, we're just hoping to go to Tin City over the hill over here and hopefully get a good start on our traveling circus. Um, so, any reason why you picked these islands? Uh, you're a little bit far from home, as I just point to, uh, you know, dodge to the colors of their robes and the banners. 
Oh, these! Well, uh, believe it or not, we actually kind of maybe have, uh... And Jacko is definitely, like, looking anywhere but at you guys. And Akoni just kind of sighs and says, We, uh, we may have been banished from Bossing Sai. You... Oh, that's a story. I don't know if you want to tell me. But, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not out here. Maybe, like, over a meal. But, uh... No, we, so, uh... That, that sounds like a meal like a payful. You know what? I might take you up on that. But no, I mean, we're just sort of here. We, we've heard that Tin City is one of the major cities. Uh, we were going to hit up uh, Tin City, and then we were going to go check out the Sun Warriors Gucheng. And then uh, hopefully by that point, we'll have a better idea of what we're doing in the <coughs> Fire Islands, because I still don't know. And he looks very pointedly at Jacko. And Jacko's like, all right, <clears throat> right. Well, uh, are you from this city, Tin City? Are you joining us maybe on the road we 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 are traveling companions and we were like oh that's a lot bigger city than we were expecting and deciding how to adventure forward into that city you you were right to start with tin city however because it is grossly inferior to the uh, sun warriors capital <laughs> and i think that you would find it most disappointing if you went there first we have heard many good things about guchang interesting well, uh, let me introduce the others. Uh, the scrawny one there is Nizo, N-I-Z-O. And uh, his sister there is Teresa. I'll let your imagination how to spell Teresa, because there's like six different ways. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, everything you see here, from the weapons to the animals, we've all either captured or bought on our way to the Fire Islands. Oh, you you captured the, the emu rabbits? Oh no, the, the emu rabbit we had to buy off a uh, traveling salesman. He we oh. actually got a very good price for it. He said that apparently warriors, great warriors of the Fire Nation or the Fire Islands, uh, they had to send about fifty of them out to capture one emu rabbit. What were they from the, from the east coast? Like fifty? No. Uh, how many should uh, it take? If they're bad warriors, like five. I think this may have been a banishment. And I think Akoni kind of narrows his eyes and then looks at his hands and says, but every time I go to feed them, I, I feel like I am changing my fate. I, I'm staring death in the face. Are you sure? F not five? Oh, no, they are. They are death incarnate. Absolutely. But <laughs> if, if you know, if you're from a, a, a strong... Um, uh, uh, a nation in in the Fire Islands, then you don't need fifty. People. I, I I I pat Lynn graciously on the back. That sounds like you're volunteering to feed it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I she just sort of shakes her head and just mutters to herself. I thought you killed one when you were three. Yeah, and I never want to be near one again. Have you seen them? They're insane. Yes, I've, I've seen them, but three, come on. There's a cluttering coming from the emu rabbit's cage, and you look as you see that it's one of them. There's two of them. One of them is about to break out of the cage. Uh, uh, that oh, one's about to break out the cage. Uh, is anybody earthbenders around here? And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I suppose that uh, Salai will actually, just almost instinctively on seeing that, try to raise up a wall of earth or rock 
to to block off the part of the cage that's about to be uh, uh, knocked in or knocked out. You know what I think? Uh, I think we'll let this be roll because I can see this being potentially funny, potentially game changing based on how you roll. Uh, give me a rely on your skills and training. So that's going to be with a focus. I quickly scrawled a note that I will pass the lie after 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 this engagement. Not hey, chat, chat, hands up. Who thought we were actually going to get into the city this this episode? <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Um, all right, but a seven. A seven means you're going to do it imperfectly. So you're going to do it just not the way you're expecting. So what I'll tell you is that I see one of two possibilities and you don't have to take either possibility. You can simply take either a fatigue or maybe even a condition uh, depending on how far you want to go. But here's what I have in mind. Option one is you do seal the cart that's containing the animals within a wall of earth. But the problem is, is you let a little bit too much fire bending in. So it's not like lava walls, but it is definitely tinged with a little bit of fire, if that makes any sense. Um, the second option I see is that you do manage to create containment on the emu rabbit cage, but you also knock over the cart in the process. So they're not escaping, but they, they, they can't be moved. Correct. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll knock over the cart as well. Just in this uh, this flurry of activity and in the shock of the moment, uh, terror overwhelming her at the face of this monstrous creature that is about to break free, uh, she overexerts herself, and uh, <clears throat> maybe even you see that little flicker of white in her eyes as she partially enters into the avatar state under the extreme emotional duress of the situation. <laughs> and you see this massive mound of earth just erupt over the cart and destabilize it, as well as sealing the creature in, if I may, uh, sort of poeticize it. Yeah, and, you know, Jacko and Okone go, whoa, 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 wow, that, you're a really good earthman, wow. Yes. And then slip you the note that says, <laughs> basically, don't use firebending. Or they'll figure out you're the avatar. And I think she barely even conceals the fact that she's looking at this note. She she just opens it up right there, and then nods, <laughs> folds it up, just like very slowly and casually. Looks like it on fire. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I must dispose of this note. <laughs> no one must know. Uh, you're an earthbender now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Akoni's gone over to the fallen over cart, and you see that he is doing his own earthbending, but even you, Salai, who may not be a prodigy earthbender per se, you can tell that his technique is not great. It's almost as if he's entirely self-taught. There's a lot of things he's doing, like he's not stamping the ground like you should, he's not breathing properly, he's just... To put it one way, he is basically using the force of will to do what he's doing rather than the actual flow of energy through his body. Um, but as Akoni is doing this, uh, Jacko just kind of turns to the three of you and goes, all right, well, you've probably just prevented the uh, massacre of Tin City at the hand of Emu Rabbits. But uh, yeah, I mean, after we get the cart fixed and we get the animals back in their cages properly... Uh, do you all want to join us in Tin City? We'd, we'd love to have you. And I, I think one of you offered to, 
you know, buy us a meal and we can tell you our story about Bossing Say. Certainly. That sounds lovely. Cool. I think you said you wanted a meal. I don't think we offered to buy it for you. No, I offered to, to, to buy it for them. Oh, you're paying. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, yes, she is really the only one of us that has money. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Really Don't expect an expensive beer, by the way, because if I buy from all of you, this is going to be a little bit more expensive. Well, beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will have to beg one thing. I, I didn't get any of your names. Oh, I'm Tori. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, uh, uh, I'm Lynn. Hi. And I'm Sir... This is Sal. Sal. Sal? Okay. So Sal, just, Tori Michi, and Lynn. Okay. I, ju- I just, while they're not looking at me, I look at you and just blink, blink. You could have just shortened your name. <laughs> yes. Uh, heading into the city, yes? Yeah, well, like I said, uh, come on, Okoni, put your back into it. And Okoni shouts, I am putting my back into it. That's the problem. I, I, I think you need to have a wider stance. And uh, <clears throat> Sal just sort of like shakes her head vigorously and starts stalking over to him. No, 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 no. Plant your feet. Wider stance. And he does so reluctantly. He says, like, like this? Yes. Now, don't, don't think that you're forcing the earth to obey you. Because it's not a struggle. You're not fighting it. It obeys you. But isn't that imposing my will over it? No, 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 no. There's a difference between trying to command somebody and knowing that you have the authority to control them. This is all very confusing. Uh, Anyone who has to say that he is king is not a king. You have the right to rule it. You have the the control over it. It's instinctive. It's natural to you. It's not something you have to exert. That's the difference. It's about mentality. And he blinks a few times, shakes that. I I, I go, how about this? You yell from your gut, not from your throat. I mean, it can't hurt. Okay. (laughs) And he stomps his feet. He thrusts his right hand forward, palm out, and he goes, ha ha. And, uh, yeah, he actually shaves off one side of the barrier you've corrected or erected over the, uh, the cart. And, uh, the good news is that it doesn't take the cage or part of the cart with it. It just, it's one slab of rock has been completely sheared off. And he goes, wow, that, that, you, you two are good teachers. Thank you. First time anyone said that to me, but, uh. All right. You, you did well, Sal. As I go back, you pocket and limb. And although you can't see it, she's sort of scowling underneath that, uh, that mask. <laughs> and uh, Kony goes, "All right, uh, let me let me try this again. I got to do it at least twice more before we can get the card up." Okay, I, I, I think I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Nizo, help me with the cage. Let's let's get this cage working. And uh, while they're working on the cage and making sure the cart's perfectly fine, uh, Jacko, the woman, uh, comes up to you all and goes, So, um, I don't mean to be rude, but why the mask? It's part of our act. Oh, you're, 
actors, your performers as well. Yes, and uh, you see that uh, that Akemi, the uh, the uh, whoa, the eelhound. There we go. Just sort of like starts dancing into frame. <laughs> I, see, I see, and uh, uh, Lynn's very just, impressive. Just act. Going to just. Oh, why are we doing plan free? <laughs> <laughs> now, and what, then... what, what do you call this act? I mean, our our star act is the the crouching lash of you. It's a work in progress. Okay. Do, do you need help with the name? Because I'm really good at names. No, no, that was the name. A work in progress? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what we have always called our act. <laughs> I mean, I can't dispute that. It, it's... it has a um, long and venerable history. I'm I, 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 I just giving the sign. We're, we're newly formed. Just, 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 you know. If that hasn't been shown already, she she just sounds a bit, you know, touchy about that fact. If you know what I mean. I see. Well, if if you want a little bit of advice, you need to you need to spice it up. And there needs to be pizzazz. There needs to be gumption to the name. How about? I got it. What if we called it the dancing zapparane? But it's an eelhound. Well, I mean. The eelhound is dancing, and looking at Lynn here, I can tell that they're a firebender, or at least from the Fire Islands. Maybe maybe they could add a little fire, a little spice to the performance. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I could. That's true. I am a Ooh. firebender. Ooh. Yes, and I, 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 yes. I could, with we could my make earth it the bending. dance of the four elements. And, and even though we don't have a waterbender, I could manipulate the air. To, to make a, a, a flurry of water. Well, maybe Akemi represents the water. Oh. Because of her fluid motions, and you see her sort of like undulating and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've just got a vision now of just, just hula dancing, and that's all. It won't leave. And you're responsible for that, Matt. <laughs> Look at that sinuous motion. I mean, I could like, I could take your fire and like spit it around us, you know, and like have it highlight each person's like dance routine. Right, and I raise and lower the earth under each person <clears throat> who's being highlighted. Who's who's yeah yeah. <laughs> Just get. This really is a good plan. I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> Just get really enthusiastic with it. And uh, you see that Salai is actually strangely invested in this plan. Uh, strangely <laughs> eager, I suppose. I feel like Lynn's got turned into the scowly one. It's like... I, 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 Lynn is just... Just in disbelief at this point. Just just resigned disbelief. <laughs> uh, do I see from here, like, mm -hmm. a place where... Like an inn, or like street vendors, or somewhere that we can go eat in the city so no role required because again you have a nice vantage point on your hill um yeah there are a number of inns there are a number of carts and food stalls that are kind of erected along the main thoroughfares um you do know that something i omitted earlier is that towards the center of the city is a statue but it's not a statue of warlord Izon, or at least you're pretty sure Warlord Izan's a gentleman, not a woman, because it is a statue of a woman of some kind. But you can't really make out the details or the the uh, 
what's the word I want? You can't make out the finer points of the model from here. You can just tell that it is a feminine it's, shape. It's it's a feminine shape in like Fionation regalia sort of thing. We can't that's, really make any. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it, I think. All right. So, I point to one of like the, the food establishments. Well, since you're going to take a little bit longer to get to the city, if we meet you up there. Sure. Yeah. Looks like they're selling fire flakes of some kind. I mean, I hear their smoky goodness. Lynn definitely perks up at the mention of fire flakes. Uh, yeah, once we get our cart going and uh, we get it settled in, we will meet you at that stall. Um, she turns to Lynn. Um, goodbye, oh, Hotman? <laughs> uh, close enough. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, she returns to help her troop it's, out. It's, I mean, it, it's it's actually um, uh, Smokio. Smokio. It's not flame me off. No, it's not flame me off. That's that's only in the the northeast. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you know, fan out. No, fan out to the southwest. I've never actually heard that one. Oh, it's pretty common, actually. I think it's gaining some notoriety. You might hear it in the city. It's cultural look, decay. Okay, look, we can go okay, with fan. Okay, 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 okay. Black stars in the eyes. Tori Bichi is just like super excited, vibrating. <laughs> We 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 have a concept of routine. We and I just get like the scrap paper which had all of the notes. I just start doodling like poses and stuff uh, for like each person and going over a brief routine. I just like hyperventilating, exciting nurse. Just like I am, I'm just a ball of like unassailable. Just yes, I think I've described it well with no words because that's what I'm not using right now. <laughs> and you see sort of Salai drops down next to you and um, is she picks up a piece of charcoal that you've left out there and begins mm -hmm. like making notes next to you and uh, uh, offering suggestions and innovations to the various different moves. And you can see because the mask only covers the forefront of her face, um, there's this slight dimpling in her cheeks that uh, suggests that she is actually smiling in a more natural fashion than you've seen previously. Okay, okay, so Lynn is just going to just sort of lean, sort of not exhausted, just in, just in a very tired, sort of collapsed on her sort of pole, pole arm, and she's just sort of going to sort of turn her head towards Akemi, who I presume is still dancing, and just <laughs> say... stopped at this point. Oh, okay, good. And just go, how are you on board with this? <laughs> this is, this is insane. This is, this is, this is madness personified. I, I start getting out costumes for everyone. They're gonna put you in some kind of wig. You realize that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think a Kevin would look good at a wig? See, I told you. I and you think know that a Kevin, it would be beautiful in anything. Bad. Oh, uh, ribbons, ribbons. So we can we can like have the ribbons pull around and other such things, but also we can set them on fire. If you bring ribbons near me, then I'm going to set you on fire. Yes, we're not we're not setting part of my my eelhound on fire. That's that's where I would draw the line. But like, right, right, right. So I get out a staff with like um, ribbons on it, and set up a torch, and then do a dance move, which uh, you know has the ribbons twirling and stuff. And every and halfway through it, I have the ribbons catch on fire, 
and then continue the rest of the dance until the, uh, the ribbons have, uh, uh, you know, depleted. So it goes from like a very graceful sort of twirly ribbon movement to like this very more fast-paced, um, not death-defying because it's not a lot of fire, but you get more I mean by that. I, mean, I really feel like this should be a roll somehow. I, I'm willing to make it a roll. <laughs> I mean, are you actually <laughs> attempting this right now? Yeah. Okay. Then uh, I think this is going to be a push your luck. Yes. So uh, this is going to be uh, with passion, please. I am going to spend a fatigue and roll excellence. Fair enough. Um, is there any way I can get any more bonuses with this? Well, technically, someone can assist you, know, you by marking a fatigue, but they can do that after the roll. I'm I'm going to I'm going to mark a fatigue and, and assist because I feel like Lin would see um, Torimichi like doing all these sort of spin moves with basically like a staff, and she just she just beside herself with the idea of doing this, but also just unable to stop herself. She's just going to walk forward. And be like, no, no, look, if you're going to spin something that long, you need to get that. And she's just going to sort of like demonstrate with her own pole arm and just show her these sort of like spinning round, spinning the pole around the neck and round the back and that kind hey! of thing. Hey! That is a 13. So, <laughs> yeah, what that means is that you, uh, you get it completely down pat between the two of you. In fact, you, uh, you actually notice that you've drawn the eye of Jacko, Oconi, Nizo, and Teresa. They've stopped what they're doing and kind of are watching in awe at your performance. And so, what I'm going to tell you is that since you did roll so high, uh, the uh, the lucky opportunity that lands in your lap is that they very much believe your alibi at this point. They are fully convinced that you are indeed a performing troop. Just amateurs at this point, because we're like, we have no plan. We just have skill. Mm -hmm. feel like that should be... Um, so, so instead of using the torch, <laughs> is that you can actually light the ribbons on fire. Ah, uh, 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 because Fine. that also yeah, shows no. the aggression of fire. I mean, yes, it does, and and yes, yes, yes. Go on. Yes. You could heat up the tip of your spear to set it on fire. You don't have to do overt fire bending. You could do it subvertly. Because uh, right, sure, right, right. So, yeah. so like, so, so you do all of the spec the spectacle dance with the fire bending. But what really surprised people is a surprise. Like they didn't, they they expect the the the, the wisp of fire to set things on fire, not the tip of your spear. So if you get it hot enough, and no, I put no, some I, oil I get what it. you're. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I yeah. And, and beside, you know, despite herself, rather, Lynn is is starting to get invested in this more than she should. Um. <laughs> But she's very much like, yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, we could we could definitely do that. And, uh, and maybe it'd be more something like, like this. And she starts doing her own sort of spin on the move. And yeah, that, and now she's invested herself and and there's no stopping her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 right. So, so we have, we have, we have a Kemi in the middle, right? Right. Kemi Some starts piece. dancing. Wait, yep. I, Weren't we supposed to be doing, like, um, doing this one at a time? Oh, that, that's the sort of idea I have, right? So Kemi's in the center, there's a centerpiece that is continuously dancing, right? And then we uh -huh. have three rings, and the person who is in focus is the person on the outer ring. So the people on the inner rings 
either the middle ring sets up for the outer ring and the out inner ring is resting at or preparing for their part and then we cycle through so the person on the outer ring becomes part of the inner ring while we dance between each other so we dance in a circle as well and i just start drawing diagrams which don't actually have any meaning but literally in my you're, head just, you're just doing this on a page with chocolate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've literally invented the concept of a three ring circus well done yes and then so that's going to be like the main part of it so we need a beginning and then we need an end and i feel like uh we should have sal be on top of a, a academy somehow and we have lynn put flames behind us to like illuminate that and then i have to do something i haven't figured that out yet Tony shouts from over next to his cart. You could always try juggling something. Swords are a good trick. <gasps> I could juggle something. <laughs> I could juggle flaming ribbons. How would you juggle flaming ribbons? Well, you s I get a ball and I wrap ribbons around it. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked. And yet, here we are. And then, so what I do is, I, as using airbending, I... I, I, I use twisting twisting winds so that whenever I catch the ball it's always on the bit which is not uh, not on fire so it looks like at any moment I could like catch any of the flaming ribbons but basically I'm juggling this, the, these ribbon balls and using twisting winds to keep the flames alight but not enough that it burns the entire ball of ribbon I think all of us are just staring at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I, I hate to um, to interrupt, and she actually does sound a little bit apologetic, but um, she points to uh, the the coterie of individuals that we have met. They're probably by this point starting to make their way towards the city. Yeah, they're about halfway down the hill at this point. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I had an idea with that, because I think our first thing is just to gather as much information as possible. So, maybe we can use our newfound friends to gather information, but not like just general information, because they're wanting to know about the area, we're wanting to know about the area. They want to know about it because, you know, they want to be better performers. We want to know about it because of stuff that we talked about earlier. So it, you know, I, I think, I think, I think that works because I, I just look at the objectives. It's kind of hard to organize these until we know what's going on. And I think we need to figure out what's going on. And I think well, that, being, was, that was pretty much objective number three in the yes. list, but chronologically it has to be First. objective number one, which is yes. gathering information. And I think I think I, I draw I draw objectives and then put that first and then put the other objectives and balls like like a spider diagram underneath. I'm like, okay, so this is the first objective, and then when we find points of each objective, we like write off like pros and cons of each of them, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got a two for one deal on paper. I really did. <laughs> this point they, they you just have a bunch of red <clears throat> string that's like tapped to each of the little parchment pieces 
you see, I have these two bits of sticks, and we pull them up, and then it becomes a wall, and they were able to, like, oh, they just tap the wall. <laughs> no, I mean, Steve is right. For a while, I really was wondering if you were just going to become wandering entertainers. Like, maybe that's the new point <laughs> of the company. If you're just... <laughs> just, you know. Where did the Avatar go? <clears throat> the rise of Salai's traveling circus. <laughs> Sal's traveling circus. Sal's traveling circus. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. so when the mask is on, it's Sal. When the mask <laughs> is off, it's Sly. There you go. It's canon now. You see, you see, it would be a very different story if Bruce Wayne fought crime and Batman was the billionaire. Right. So we're going to skip universe. ahead just a little bit. Just a little oh, thank bit. God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to skip ahead just a little bit to you all arriving in the city proper. Again, there are no guards you have to pass. There are no, like, big gates you have to walk through. You just kind of walk through the suburbs. You walk towards the indicated stand where you were going to meet the crouching Lashapu performers. And, yeah, again, you were maybe expecting to see looks of fear, looks of subservience, you know, signs that these people are being oppressed, but they're all in high spirits. They're all very much talkative. They're very much, you know, jovial, going about their business as if it's a normal day. Um, But two things stand out to you as you go to this Fireflake stall. The first is you have a straight shot down the uh, main boulevard to see the statue. Now that you're closer to the statue, you recognize some of the features. And uh, Salai notices them more than anyone else because it does look to be somebody has erected a statue of Avatar Salai in the middle of Tin City. I'm really glad that I wore this mask. I mean, on the plus side, they they really captured you know the 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 the, the vitality of your your motion and the nose. I mean, noses are hard. Um, I wouldn't know I'm not an artist. Uh, I mean, you know, arguably I'm not either, um, which is why I can speak with some authority on the subject. Um, uh, it, it looks it looks like you. You know, I mean, the nose aside. And Salai just turns over to Akemi. What do you think? She like looks at it from a different angle. You're right; they did get my jaw. That's that's actually impressive work. Jawline's yeah. perfect. I, I it it's pretty good. As it, far as as far as massive statues of you go, it's definitely the best one I've seen. I would put it at top three. That's weirdly specific, but okay. Okay, like well, it is specifically three. Well, well up my point again that. Or Lordy's on, or just Lordy's on, is considers what they're doing to be morally good, which most people do. Most people consider their actions like, <clears throat> but they're they're not they're not conquering as a tyrant. They're conquering as a liberator. It's just that their methods are abhorrent, and this is why we're like you know a little bit off to the side, so nobody can hear us. Mm. Um, can I actually do some kind of uh, 
uh, check, please, like, and assess the situation. Mm -hmm. um, I know you said we didn't see any, like, guards or, like, anybody, any kind of, like, gates or defenses for the city or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, can I can I do an assess the situation to see if there's anything that's, like, hidden, like, not as apparent? Like, there is, like, guard houses that are forming part of the, like, the 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 townhouses um, that are around us kind yeah. of thing you know they're like disguised so it's not so you know so there is like security there but it's not as obvious well, to anyone that's not looking for walls, but garden walls that are common in you know i yeah, think you know what you're going here um yeah, yeah, yeah i don't think a role's required because that was kind of going to be my second thing that you'll notice um is that one you notice the statue of avatar salai Two, you notice that the differentiation between the normal person wearing, you know, reds and yellows and things of that nature and the actual warriors or the, you know, peacekeeping forces, they sort of blend in. So it's one of those that if there are people who are nominally part of the defense force of the city, they're all very much plain clothes. You wouldn't be able to like say oh that person obviously has a spear hidden behind them but that person doesn't but i know the way they walk looks like they're one with authority if that makes any sense it's, it's all in the shoes you can always tell someone regimented by the shoes they wear oh please do tell well i mean just look and she sort of gestures towards a crowd oh. of people you mean like traveling shoes I have similar shoes, shoe, uh, shoes, but no, 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 no. Look at my shoes. Okay. Now look at their shoes. Mm-hmm. Shoes. Yes. They, they, they are. Uh, they look like they like look like sturdy shoes that you would want to walk in a lot, rather than fancy shoes like that guy over no, there. I point to Snowball. She's not Fire Nation. She wouldn't understand. No, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're maybe, right. maybe you should explain rather than just, you know. Okay, right. That, that's not really in keeping <clears throat> with Fire Nation ethos generally either, which commands us to maintain an aura of smug superiority. Would, yeah, but if I don't explain it to her, then she's just going to keep asking. That is that is true, yes. Um, right, okay. Look at my shoes. Okay. Okay. They're well-maintained. Right there, yep. you know, the 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 leather is is oiled and suppled, and you know it's not overly worn, despite the amount of traveling we've been doing. Right. All right. Yeah. Now look at your shoes. I need new shoes. I take my shoes, throw them out, get a new pair of shoes, put them on. <laughs> right. Look at those shoes then. Yep. And they're that they're, they're just shoes. They're not. They're not like well maintained. They're not. I mean, they're fine, but you know, they're not. They're not like. You didn't wake up this morning and polish your shoes, did you? No, because I was training. Is that what you're calling it? Okay. Um, I'm sorry that air bending looks different from fire bending, but I get up, do an hour of training while performing other activities, then have breakfast, then prepare my cart. Do my breathing exercises to then uh, I know, pilot the cart, which I is know, also training, by the way. I, I know, do a lot of training, which is disguised as other things. I Just know. Just because I am doing stuff doesn't mean I'm not training. Thank I you know. very much. But what you're not doing right now is listening and you're not looking. Uh, okay. Right. 
so knowing now that my shoes are well maintained well maintained yes and what am i i am a soldier yes now what are you a scholar and a traveling nomad right but you're not a soldier okay and your shoes now right now apply that to everyone around us I I I am I'm, I'm looking at everybody's shoes, but I think that's a little too much information. Uh, Sal, help! You you can see what I'm getting at, right? Uh, yes, but I mean, it's not as obvious as you make it out to be. To be fair, <sighs> okay. The point is, Tori, that there aren't guards that are obvious. Okay, that there are guards that are mixed in with the populace. And to the oh, members of the populace who are like you and can't see it, that means that Bailey. everyone is a potential adversary. The, the, the secret police of Ba Sing Se? I've not been to Ba Sing Se. I thought that Dai Li's reputation was well, uh, probably only well known for the Hif Kingdom, to be fair. Um, set up by Avatar Kyoshi, the Dai Li are the, the secret police of the Earth Kingdom. Emperor. Lies, lies before Kiyoshi. Sorry? Oh, lies before Kiyoshi. I do apologize. <laughs> never mind, I never said any of that. I'm a fortune teller, what can I say? It's all good. As that conversation is going to go on, um, Sal is going to pull away from the group slightly and just uh, casually examining the statue as somebody passes her, she's going to like uh, stop the person and ask, sorry, why is there a statue of Avatar Salai here? And uh, the gentleman, uh, he kind of goes, oh, don't you know? I mean, Lord Izan uh, has constructed it in the hopes that the Avatar will visit one day and see the good that he has done for the Fire Islands. Oh, I, I'm new here. I'm from the Earth Kingdom. I, And she starts like doing a little earthbending performance. Um, traveling performer with a troupe, and I, I had no idea that uh, the Avatar was held in such high esteem in Tin City. Well, of course. I mean, the reason he's done everything that he's done is to gain the Avatar's respect. Oh, what has he done? Well, he's united the entire northwestern side of the Fire Islands. This is a grand cultural center where we even have ships from the Southern Water Tribe that come all the way here to trade goods. Oh, a place of intercultural exchange. Exactly. He sounds like he is incredibly noble. He certainly has never allowed anyone to commission a painting or a statue of him. He's a very humble person. That is the mark of an excellent leader, she says, with exactly that amount of trepidation. Well, uh, I, I hate to be a bother, but was there anything else she wanted to know? I, I'm kind of expected somewhere else. Oh, no, no, that's perfectly fine. I think I have everything I need. No, uh, good day to you. Uh, since you're Turn not from man. around here, uh, flame off. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. And then so, he goes about his merry way. I feel like Sal coming back to the conversation. I flipped the, the, the you know the conversation around as I start pointing out subtle things that you would pick up from being a nomad of like this person's from this area because 
of the embroidery of the, the way they wear the head and stuff. That's Whether how you can tell that, that person over there has a heavy corn purse. Lynn mm. <laughs> would be just like, yes, but the boots aren't right. Look at the boots, though. Yeah, but that person's clearly a merchant from the the the, uh, the western part of the Earth Kingdom. Merchants don't need... merchants don't wear knee armor. But he's looking the part. Of what? Of a fire nation. Remember, he's a merchant from a distant land. He's trying to look the part so he's more relatable to his customers. Whether if that is working or not is completely irrelevant to his, yep. you know, success. But the but you can see you can you, surely you can see that those are those those aren't just show boots. Those are those are worn military boots, though. Well, you know when I said that my family was mercenaries. That area of the Earth Kingdom requires mercenaries to do with bandits a lot. So he may have also, you know, fought many battles or at least participated in them. If that was the case, right. wouldn't he have purchased better boots? It may have some significance to his history that he doesn't want to get rid of. Sentimentality is not a very fitting trait for an effective mercenary. Oh no, no, the guy's a merchant. You can tell by his entourage and the uh, and his coin purse. But he's not a merchant, though. That's my point. Well, couldn't he be both? I... <laughs> that is technically true. Like, he could have been a successful mercenary slash soldier and then became a merchant. Why would you suggest that he couldn't be both simultaneously? Or both simultaneously. <sighs> Maybe one is defeat the other. Like, he's a merchant so he can, you know, perform his mercenary troop stuff. Or he's a mercenary so he can, you know, trade distant dangerous lands. Maybe one is his vocation and the other is a hobby. Which is, which is up to you. Yes. I, I don't judge him for that. So. I do. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, I understand that well-maintained boots is a sign of a soldier. I'm just saying that there's other things that, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, but what I'm saying is that you can tell. My point is, these aren't people with nobody guarding them. These are people where the guards are part of the crowd. Mm. I mean, so, I've been to a few places like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But what? What's it? If if you can't see the guards, then everyone's a guard, right? I'm so sorry. you're so so you don't know who to trust, and you don't know who to talk to, and you behave, right? Right. But then also, if you don't. See see them, but also they keep the peace, wouldn't that give you a sense of security as well? I mean, it could, but... Uh... This entire conversation is giving me a headache. This entire city has given me something of a headache, actually. Um, apparently, and she just sort of gestures out towards that statue, as far as I can tell, I'm being used as a propaganda tool. I suppose I should have realized that as soon as I shot the giant statue of me. Oh, do tell. Uh, Warlord Izon is supposedly acting in accordance with my wishes. Or at least philosophically is doing so. He hopes to bring 
unity, which is the very objective of the Avatar. Okay, so let's put this into two schools of thought. He is either what we think he is, or what our people think he is. If he is the first, then he's just using a facade. If he's the second, it doesn't mean, even though he's, you know, uniting the northern parts of these islands, it doesn't mean that he knows the methods his generals are doing. Because his generals could be the ones who are using underhanded tactics and reporting to him, we have peacefully conquered another village. How's, I mean, how those to peacefully conquer someone. Oh, through diplomacy, I suppose. Liberated, whatever flowery language they're using. Hmm. Well, haven't you defeated an enemy if you've made him your friend? Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yes. No, you've just got a friend that you need to watch your back with. That is a suitably cynical response. Uh, it's also entirely possible that he legitimately thinks that he's doing something good by conquering people and taking their families hostage, which sounds a little bit ridiculous when you put it that way, but... There it is, I suppose, yeah. Um... What, what I'm saying is we should find out if he is aware of everything that's going on. Because if you think about it this way, he may be on top of the on top of the um, pyramid or the temple or the hierarchy. It doesn't mean that he knows every what everything is going down here. He doesn't know that this 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 merchant by here is selling the best hot flakes or the worst hot flakes in all of the city, because he never ventures down here. He never goes, you know, where his generals may not want him to see, or he may be very observant of what's going on. If it's the former, if he doesn't know what his generals are doing in his name, then he's not the one in charge. And he's not the one responsible for their actions. Maybe the the generals are doing it because they think that's the best way about going through it. As if the GM wants to provide another bit of squirrely info for you, you hear a commotion further up the street. When you look, you see that there is a noticeable entourage of honor guards that is surrounding in two columns one gentleman. Now this gentleman looks to be in his 30s, 40s. Uh, he has a very long white beard, almost like the same one the sensei has from Kill Bill. So that kind of wispy sort of goatee thing going on. Um, he looks to be in good shape. Um, he is moderately well muscled. Uh, his body is at least toned, as it were. He's also wearing what appears to be a... Not a classical Fire Island uh, ensemble, but something that you would expect a noble person to wear. So maybe a little bit more embroidery, a little bit more finery, uh, sort of waylaid into the fabric. And as he's walking along with his honor guard, um, every once in a while someone will go, Ah, oh, Lord on hello, hello! And he'll call back, Yes, hello there, citizen, hello! And sometimes he'll use actual names, like he'll name, Yes, hello there, Tin, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you! And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where this is very much a he-is-being-seen-by-his-people situations. And his people seem to like him quite a lot as well. Correct, yes. It seems that every time you see someone interact with his honor guard, it's, again, not out of fear, 
not out of trepidation. They are actively approaching and trying to get his attention, almost in um not quite a fanatical way, but in very much a I look at this person and respect them kind of a way. I have a squirrely idea. I am going to, um, not so I trip up any of the honor guard or anything like that, mm-hmm. but like run across the street uh, to my cart and okay. trip halfway through. Okay. So I'd I like, trip in front of the cart. You know, before before Bean does this, I really feel like um, Salai and Lynn are going to be standing at the side of the the road where we were, and Lynn's just got to turn to both of them and say, "Okay, whatever we do now, we're going to have to like we're going to have to plan this really carefully. We're going to have to." Um, we're going to have to like know exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to approach this because this could be our only <laughs> chance to talk to uh, where's Tori <laughs> and Tori has fallen into the street in front of the procession basically I want to to, to challenge his his like whether it's a facade or not his like good nature I'm not purposely getting in the way of any of his guards and stuff mm-hmm but it's like in his path and quite obvious that he will see it. I got what you're doing. So the lead part of the honor guard do start making motions as if to get you out of his way, but Izan holds up a hand and they back off. He approaches you, kind of takes a half knee and offers out a hand and says, well, hello there, citizen. You must be new to the city. Oh, uh, uh, hello there, um, Lord, Lord Izan. I'm sorry. Story. Um, I just like look around as his guards, like gingerly go to like take his hand to help me up. Oh yeah, sure. Back on your feet. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're quite all right. Should I have one of my healers come and check you out? Oh, I'm quite, um, quite uh, robust. Um, I do a deep bow, but of the air nation rather than of any like stereotypical like the sort of like hand in fist in the hand sort of bow Mm -hmm. i do apologize um i was having some fireflakes and either the spice got the bed of me and i was trying to get some water i do do apologize from i'm like i bow and like step back no need to be so flustered uh this place is known for its fireflakes after all um well I, I don't mean to uh, interrupt or intrude on you, um, Fire Lord Izzo, but this is one of the, some of the one of the best cities I've seen uh, this side of the uh, the the islands. Oh, you must well, that's be very quite kind of you, there, Nomad Tory. It's actually a person of personal pride that Tin City is uh, a gleaming jewel of what the Fire Islands United could be. Oh, um, but I'm. I wouldn't want to oppose in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, I, I am a traveling scholar. By any chance, would I be able to talk to any of you people about the, the history that led led up to this? You know, because it it must have must have not been like this continuously. Do, uh, I'm imposing myself. I, I I do apologize. It's quite all right. Quite all right. But uh, where are you staying? I can send one of my people to come collect you, and perhaps we can have a spot of tea together. I do have some oh. tea leaves from the. Northern Air Temple. Oh, that, that is um, quite quite embarrassing. I have yet to find an establishment to stay at. Me, well, me and the companions. 
then might I recommend the Dancing Lion over there. They have great beds, and they are very cheap in comparison to some of the others. Oh, I shall take your recommendation to uh, full-heartedness. I will in fact go, go to that establishment. Thank you, your lordship. Of course. Have a pleasant day. And then, uh, unless you waylay him further, uh, his honor guard once again form a corridor, and he continues on his way. I sort of rush myself down, go get the water so that anybody watching, I, you know, I don't like just divulge from my, divert from my story and then come back to the party. So, Tori. Yes. Do you think that was a wise course of action? I mean, possibly, possibly not. If that's your response now, after you've undertaken it, surely you were no more certain before you undertook it. I just wanted to get a grasp of the character. That is the person that we are interested in. I, I understand your objectives. It's your methodology that I'm calling into question. Surprise is a great uh, display of character, and he had two options in front of him, either be benevolent or malevolent, and he justifiably could have been both in one of those. And the consequences of him being malevolent in that regard would have been a sound kick by one of his honor guard, or a stern talking to him. The cost or, or imprisonment, be... or public beheading, or... I, I look around at the city, a such severe punishment would dispert from his good name. You and his hoped. Wisdom. And if imprisonment and execution was upon to it, I would have fled. And then we would have got a true grasp of his character. Well, now that you have a grasp of his character, because you've interacted with him directly, mm -hmm. what conclusions have you reached? He seems like a genuinely nice person. Any lord which would have had a hint of malice or a facade of benevolence would have twinged at the thought of a random, potentially street urgent divulging into their path. Can I actually make an insight roll? Well, I would say that you can just make that assumption for now. Okay. As far as I can tell, he is not a man that is putting up a facade of benevolence. Whether that is his self all the time, Then he doesn't seem to be the sort to concoct some sort of pink death rock, That's... spiritual poison, and inflict it upon neighboring villages. If that is his plan, it's a plan of a, of a point that he is doing it for the greater good. A necessary evil to the path of something greater. Perhaps our next course of action then should be to find out where they're coming from? Yes. Though, so I believe we have gotten a recommendation for a lovely inn, which is cheap and has nice beds. 
Well, that sounds suspicious. How could it have both? We'll have to find out, because I said I would stay there. Let's go! <laughs> Don't make promises you shouldn't keep. <clears throat> I was planning to keep it, because if he was going to interact with me further, he would have to have a place to interact with me. I didn't say that you weren't planning on keeping it. I said that you shouldn't keep it. Because any place that promises cheap and yet high-quality beds, and she looks over at, uh, at Lynn, isn't that like the definition of some kind of scam? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's like you can have either expensive and good-quality beds or cheap and poor-quality beds. Or maybe the, the, the bedding is so cheap around here that even high-quality stuff is cheap. Well, that would be another mark in his favor. That your or, worldview is just, just utterly perplexing. Or he's been there before and he likes it. How do you how do you maintain this positivity and this 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 generally just optimistic outlook? Because I, I, if I didn't, then I would be just sour all the time. I feel like, and she says this sort of aside to Salai, I, I kind of feel like that was almost an attack on one of us, or both of us. I was going to say, probably both. Yeah. But anyway, we should get going, not realizing I've made an attack in any way, shape, or form, just blissfully just stepping forward. Uh, well, maybe you both could start teaching me about some Fire, 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 fire Nation culture and etiquette, so I, I know how to do it while we go, uh, you know. Yeah, I think we've been instructing you in that for quite some time, but you have haven't you actually learned any of our weeks? lessons. What oh. have you been listening to, if not I, that? I, I've been, I've been focusing on my airbending. And on See, that note, yeah. I think that is where we will draw today's episode to a close. <laughs> oh lord, I love this group. This group always brings a smile to my face. I love it. Look, I'm a prodigy for some for a reason. I only focus on the thing I'm training, not for people are teaching me. <laughs> oh no, until, it's all good. until I decide to learn it. It's all good. All right. Well, thank you all for a lovely game. Uh, before we wrap up, though, we do need to do uh, growth questions. Though I actually have a question. Would you rather do the growth questions at the end of next session when you've had a little bit more time in uh, Tin City? That way you might answer more of those questions. Or would you like to do growth questions now and maybe only get one or two? I, I, I like it at the end of every session, personally. Because we, we remember the sessions. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's and if if we do it over two uh, two sessions, it could be the case that both sessions answer the same question. Also a possibility, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. <clears throat> and occasionally we've uh, we've gone quite a few weeks without playing, so also true. It'd be rather difficult to to sort of collate those two. Okay, then we'll do them now. We'll just go uh, down the line. So, did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, so that's one yes. Uh, did you stop okay. a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? I don't think so. At least I, I wouldn't count dropping in front of the Izon to be a community I mean, problem. We, we did, Salai did stop the, the emu rabbits from getting loose and murdering everybody. You know what, that's valid. You know what, that you can have a growth for that. That is, that is completely valid. <laughs> Yay, I get growth. 
Is that a group for uh, Salai guide... or is that a group for all of us? <laughs> did you guide? It's uh, collective. It's collective. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, did you guide a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? Uh, I think that's a no for everybody because everybody's no. off center. And then your individual growth, Salai's growth question is, did you accomplish a feat worthy of your burden and tradition? I can't give no. you Emu Rabbit for that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, let's go to Lynn's growth question. Lynn's growth question is, did you learn something meaningful or, or important about your lineage, its members, or its effects on the worlds and others? Maybe? Um, I mean, we discussed it. I don't know if we found anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so, personally. Okay. And let's go to Tori. Tori, your growth question is, did you express gratitude to a companion for their presence, support, or teaching? I, I think you did at least once. Yeah. And especially when I got excited about the, uh, the, the, the dance-off mm -hmm. that we have planned. So I've gotten all four points in. So mm -hmm. then do I just unfill three because, you know, you know yeah, you would say. clear the track and then you would start it again. Yeah. Okay. So I've I gained a growth, and I'm now on one point of growth. Yes. And if you need uh, me to walk you through growth, I'll stick around after the session and walk you through it. But for stream purposes, this is where we're going to tune out. So Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube, we'll see you next time. Bye, YouTube.